everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Live from Pawnee. I'm Alan, and with me as always is my co-host Mark. Mark, how are you today? Uh, I am a special edition of Mark today, and I am doing great, uh, Sir Alan of the Roundtable. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's been a minute since we've had a chance to do one of these episodes, and I think everybody knows what we're talking about. What do we call it, Mark? We call it a... We Well, the, the name, of, the type of special episode this is, Alan, is it's... Live from Pawnee presents Pawnee Spotlight. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a minute. And uh, I know a few weeks ago in one of our episodes, uh, we got a chance to feature Mary Faber as Catherine Pinewood. And we played yep. a little bit of this interview at that point. But uh, this week, we actually get to release the full interview in a full spotlight format and let everybody kind of hear the whole conversation. Yeah, yeah, she she was great. I, I definitely enjoyed this uh, this interview. She is definitely in my uh, in my top echelon of guests for for sure. Yeah, I, I was fascinated, you know, with her 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 background, kind of with the puppeteering on Avenue Q and then Broadway. <laughs> yeah. um, of course, playing Catherine Pinewood, who we love to hate on Parks and Recreation. Uh, right. I know you had a little bit of a moment there talking about video games and other nerdy things with her. And Marvel Comics. Uh, I, mean, Marvel. I mean, yeah, it's fascinating. She's done voice work with uh, Boss Baby, uh, uh, the the TV show. And oh, then, yeah. And I think she mentions at the end of the interview, she's got a new gig about to go out on Apple TV and a show called Life by Ella, which also sounded very interesting. I'm looking forward to watching that with my family. I agree. Me too. Yeah. Well, Mark, let's not belabor the point anymore. Let's uh, play the interview and uh, then we'll come back and say goodbye to everybody. I agree. There is no further ado needed at this juncture, Sir Alan. Let's let's do the thing. Let's do the thing. All right. Here we go, everybody. Our guest today is a terrific character actor with dozens of credits spanning both on-screen and voice work. You can see and hear her in movies and television series like The Addams Family 2, Hairspray Live, the Brink, Kidding, Big City Greens, and Boss Baby Back in the Crib, and of course, the evil restaurant association stooge Catherine Pinewood in our very own Parks and Recreation. Please welcome Mary Faber. Hi, Mary. Hello. How are you doing? Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Good to see doing you. Doing good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Great. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm thrilled uh, to to take this walk down memory lane here. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me. We're uh, we've been looking forward to this. I know we're um we're we just got started on season five and we're about to review your episode your very first episode, Soda Tax, with those yep. uh those crazy child size cups. <laughs> <laughs> oh such a funny the funniest scene. I think it might be the funniest scene I've ever done. What? Um, how did that all come about? Like, what do you remember about that kind of being the, because you were the spokesperson, I think, for the Pawnee Restaurant Association is what they officially called it, right? That sounds yes. right. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, you know, I... I was I was actually trying to find the original um, audition notice for it. You know, you get like emailed here. You have this audition coming up and they give you like a character description or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I had just I got started um, doing Broadway shows in New York. So I lived in New York for like a decade doing doing mostly theater every now and again, a little bit of um uh, you know, a guest spot on a nurse Jackie or, you know, good wife or whatever. 
And, uh, but I had just moved to LA when I got this, I like, I had been in LA for, for like two months and I didn't know where anything was. I (laughs) barely got in the car because I was terrified to drive on the freeways. Like, so I got this audition and, um, I was just like thrilled to have it. And, and I remember it said like, you know, that movie, thank you for smoking. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yes, they're like, it's a female version of Aaron. Thank you for smoking. And I was like, (laughs) okay. So I looked up some clips of him and it just, it was just one of those roles where I was like, I got it. I know exactly what to do. (laughs) And you don't, as an actor, you don't get that all the time. I'm certainly not, you know, there are plentiful auditions like where I'm just like, I could not tell you how to, approach this at all but for some reason half and pine wood i was just like boom obsessed here we go <laughs> and so um yeah i i had my audition and and uh you know went back in for like a little callback and adjustment with dorian frankel yeah. who i just i listened to your episode yeah. with her she's yeah. so awesome um yeah and it was just like a dream you know when when you have writing that good yeah you just like, all, as an actor, all you have to do is just like show up and meet that opportunity. And it was just one of those magical moments. That's terrific. Well, you were great in that role as well. Oh, yeah. um, when when you started as a Catherine Pinewood, did you have any idea uh, that it was going to be a recurring role? Or did you think maybe it was going to be a one and done? Um, I was told it was going to be a one and done. Um at, you know, I think it was I had done like three or four episodes when Mike Schur, who was like the coolest, nicest guy, was like, you know, that character had no business coming back. Like we did not <laughs> we did not anticipate putting you in any more storylines, but you were so good that we just kept like finding places oh. for, for Pinewood. Um, so I'm just grateful that I got more than more than one. <laughs> That's great. Believe it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, one of the staples I think of your character is kind of her antagonistic relationship with Leslie. You know, we we could consider Catherine one of Leslie's nemesis. I think we've determined as the plural mm-hmm. nemesis. So, uh, <laughs> do, do you feel like she's the bad guy? And was it fun kind of playing the bad guy, so to speak? Oh my gosh! Like if I could play a version of, of Catherine Pinewood in like every role that I do, I love playing the villain. <laughs> I love playing. You know, and like in theater, I tended to, to you know, I would often get cast as like the nice girl, but secretly as evil, you yeah. know, the, the, <laughs> that kind of like looks really sweet, but um, right. it, it will, will, will knife you. So, uh, <laughs> man, I loved, I loved playing, playing Catherine. Like, mm-hmm. of course, it's, you know, I looked up to Amy so much. Oh, yeah. I it would, sometimes I'd be like, I'm such a bitch and I adore you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my character's a, a pain, but yeah. Well, and, and yeah. she's she's the perfect uh, person to be foiled by the foiler, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. What was the culture like on the set there? You mentioned Mike. You've mentioned Amy. We've heard some some good stuff from other folks who had yeah. the opportunity to be there. Oh, I'm sure you know. I'll be repeating what everyone else has said, but it was just like. It was a dream. And like, I remember there was a, an older character actor guy. I, I, I can't remember his name um, in one of the first episodes I did. And he turned to me and he was like, they're not all like this. So don't get used to it. Cause he knew that I was new in LA. He's like, <laughs> this is a really great set. This is a really great vibe. And like, I, I, Amy, it comes from the top, you know, I've now that I've been in LA for a long time and I've done a few more of these, these guest spots. It's like some shows, uh, 
it's not that welcoming, but like immediately, you know, in the makeup trailer with, with Amy, it, she was, you know, saying, Oh, turn on the music. We're going to have a dance party, everybody. And she was just so <laughs> welcoming. And I mean, I was like so nervous too, because she's a hero of mine, but uh, I love she, hearing that. She's just the best. Yeah. yeah. She was good people. All of them. That's great. You know, Mary, I went to your website, maryfaber.com, and, and I, <laughs> I, I looked at your resume and wow, it's like the actor, voice actor, singer, dancer, puppeteer, I, like you've worn a lot of hats. So yeah. <laughs> one thing that stood out to me immediately was the amount of voice work that you've done, which has always kind of fascinated me because it's, it's, I think it's becoming more and more of a thing. Um, in your opinion, how would you compare acting to voice acting? Like, do you have a, a preference? Does one come easier than the other to you? You know, it, it's it's all kind of the same in, in, in so far as, you know, you, you get this character, you've got to work on, you know, what your take on it is and all that stuff. So whether it's on camera or it's voice, um, doesn't matter as, you know, with your approach to it. But uh, I got to say, voice acting is really fun because you don't have to do hair and makeup. You don't have to like and during the pandemic, like I didn't have to leave my house. I just wow. set up, uh, you know, my rig in my closet. And I was like, so it, it is a dream gig. And, and I um, really wanted to focus on on doing particularly like animated VO um, out here when I when I moved to L.A. So an animation is like just a, a blast for me. Because it's also a little bit like theater in so far as you're making like really bold choices and inhabiting yeah. really big characters. Whereas like a Catherine Pinewood, I, I, you know, she that's also like very stylized, you know, with her yeah. dialogue. And she's small and she's pr like focused and precision and you've got to keep it really small. Right. Um, right. So I'm lucky that I get to kind of run the gamut with those those colors as an actor. Awesome. Good answer. Well, we, we, we were reading about, you know, your Broadway debut and with Avenue Q, um, you know, tell us about kind of getting started with that. And, you know, did that actually help you get the voice roles later? Because, you know, the puppeteering side's definitely special about that show. But outside of that, I mean, it is kind of a voice acting performance. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. I think um, one of the things that I so like when I was in college, uh, I was in an improv group and I love to do improv and sketch comedy and do silly voices and all and, and all that. So I knew that I really wanted to do that kind of like uh, virtuosic character work if I could, you know, so like right. um, one of the first things that I did when I got to New York, I was I was getting cast a lot in like workshops and little off Broadway things where I was like, um tertiary characters right mm -hmm. like playing multiple different parts and that was always so fun for me um and so but i really like avenue q when it came out it was another one of those things where i was like i know exactly what that is that's my heart like i'm going for it and i think i auditioned for that eight times over the course of like two wow. years it was oh, a long wow. process and like <laughs> i borrowed a friend's puppet and like <laughs> <laughs> you know, practiced in the mirror. And it was one of those things I was just so focused on and really wanted. And, and, uh, yeah, the, the, and the voice work really, um, uh, I, I it definitely set, set the uh, stage for that. Ugh, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that was a blast. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I did that show for two years and oh, like, wow. I don't know if you know anything about the Broadway schedule. It can be pretty grueling, um, eight shows a week and, and whatnot. 
But uh, if you're going to be in a show for two years, like Avenue Q is the one to be in because it's so funny and it's, you know, cast with incredibly funny people. So it was fun. Your um, your improv, I know that I, I read, you know, some Second City, UCB. Obviously, Amy was one of the founders of UCB. You know, at what stage were you kind of there? And were are there any other people that we would know from the time you were there? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, like, okay. So when I got to New York and started taking classes at UCB, they were still on... Now I'm not, you're not, you're going to see, I'm not like a bona fide improv nerd. Um, they were <laughs> in the old, like Irish theater. I think mm. it was like, a, it was a legit black box theater. I believe it was like one of the first spaces that they had, um, in New York. Um, so that's how far back I go. I'm trying to th- like, and now that I've been doing this for so long, a lot of the people that I started taking classes with are, are doing fantastically in New York and LA, like, who do I like Chris Gethard, you know, even going, uh, he wasn't on, maybe he was on Parks and Rec. You've seen him in like a million things. Yeah. Character actor. He, just these yeah. brilliant, yeah. brilliant character actors or like writers, you know, actually when I did Parks and Rec, Greg Levine, who is a, an assist, who was like a writer's assistant in the room at the time, yeah. mm-hmm. we did improv together um, in college. And so it's really cool when you, you know, you start in a community like this really young. And then as you kind of all come up together to just see where everyone goes and it's, it's really gratifying. That's great. Yeah. I did want to ask, you know, um, you know, you'd kind of mentioned character actors and uh, just kind of looking back at your episodes, there were six of them in total. I was kind of looking at a few of them today. You know, you got to work with a lot of really interesting other guest stars on Parks and Rec, you know, yeah. uh, Jay Jackson is Purge, John Glazer is Jeremy Jam. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure you're the only person who can say that Rashida Jones put them in a headlock, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yep. At least I since the playground that, days. You know what? That's probably true. Uh. Oh, my God. That was a funny <laughs> episode. Oh. oh, yeah. I got to work with so many hilarious, hilarious characters like, oh, Purge. Mr. Jackson, like, and and the thing is too, it's not like he was like cutting up, you know, he was very professional and very, you know, he's a sweetheart and like, you know, then there were, then there were the, like, uh, the John Glazers who were just like, so funny between takes, like just naturally just a a genius. (laughs) And, and, um, one thing that I loved about doing Parks and Rec is they would always do like a couple of takes just for fun, you know, so everybody would improvise and like just these inc- incredible Harris Whittles, um, Colson, yeah. Col- Colton, Colton, Colton. Yeah. Col- oh my oh, yeah, gosh. Yeah. Apology. <laughs> and he like, so watching the two of them in oh, that, yeah. um, in that episode where we're, we're, um, in the auditorium. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, anyway, there are some takes that you'll never see just of those geniuses. Um, it was a lot of fun. I keep saying it's a lot of fun. Like that's, that's all I can say about the whole experience. <laughs> I'm going to be just a broken record. Now we love hearing that though. And, and we, we've heard that, but we we love hearing it each time when we interview someone, how, how much of a nice experience it was on set. Yeah. And, and, and as you said, how it kind of comes from the top, um, yeah. which I think it would have to, you know, with, with uh, Amy Poehler, I almost said Leslie, <laughs> Amy Poehler <laughs> leading the way. Um, that's, that's awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah. 
it's it's truly it's it's really remarkable how like each each set is its own you know ecosystem and mm. and, and and if the vibe from the people in charge is off it's like it infects yeah. everyone mm. yeah so luckily yeah and everyone I've never heard of anyone having a bad experience on, on Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we have heard that, you know, that it was one of those kind of special, maybe once in a lifetime things, you know, it doesn't happen very often. And it's kind of interesting. You know, I know I've heard Amy kind of say that. And I, I know when they talk about maybe doing a reunion or a movie or something like that, it's kind of, you know, kind of hard to recreate the, you know, the magic in the bottle from the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's, it's of such a specific time, yeah. you know, when everybody was that, you, you can't go back now that there are like, they like the Chris Pratt's or like, you know what I mean? It's I just, it was, it was such a moment that you can never get back and keep it, keep it special. Keep it sacred. Don't mess it up with. Re- yeah. Right. I, they know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, I know I was asking you earlier about your, your voice acting. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed that there was a, a, a lot that you've done with video games and a lot that you've done with uh, Marvel, Marvel superhero characters. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge nerd. I'm a huge fan of both of those. I'm, I was just right. curious, how did you break into those areas? Was that by design or did you kind of fall into those? I kind of fell into those. I mean, I, I just like anybody else, yeah, I, you know, I have an agent and she sends an audition and, and, you know, I just booked it. And then they, they called me back to do a, a couple other, um, it's cause the same casting director, you know, keeps you in mind as they do other projects and, yeah. and things like that. But what's so interesting about that kind of stuff is like there there are so many women who have voiced for example she-hulk and mm. and medusa and that kind of thing and i i feel like no ownership over it at all i'm like <laughs> i'm just lucky i got slotted in and like um but the fandom is real and um, oh yeah i haven't you know i'm not at the level of some of the people you know there, there, there are these voice actors that you know the tara strong and great delisle these these brilliant ladies and you know, they go to all the cons and, you know, that fandom is vast. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but I love doing the video games. That's another thing where it's like, I love doing, like, I was like in Grand Theft Auto, whatever. And I just had little silly characters where I was just like, hey, get out of the street, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just dumb. But that's what I just so have so much fun. Do you do you like do you play Elder Scrolls? That's the one I've done the most of. It's like I, a little more magic-y, dragon-y kind of. I love that. I, I love I, that game. I do. I, I haven't gotten to the online series, mm. um, but but I'm I'm getting there. I'm I'm just slowly getting through the games. I just I like all that stuff. So it's just really interesting. And yeah. well, and the more recent games, here I go nerding out. <laughs> the oh, more no. re- the more recent games, they'll have more voiceover. So there's more opportunities for a lot more people to get involved. Which oh yeah, it's just really cool. So, well, that was another thing where like, first of all, funny story about Elder Scrolls. It's like, was it Oblivion? I don't know. It was like, it was cut to 2010. I'm doing American <laughs> Idiot, uh, the musical on Broadway. And I got, I got mono. It was oh. ridiculous. So I was like, I was on my couch for like seven weeks. And all I did was play 
Skyrim. Elder Scrolls Skyrim. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's 2010. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2009? No, 2010 or 11. It's right in anyway, there. I remember around it. that yeah. time. I yeah. But I played it nonstop. Like I, and I was not a video game person before, but I was. that was all I could do. I literally was so tired I couldn't get up and <laughs> walk around the city. Um, and so I think I played so much of that game. I could do all the different voices when I got the audition. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm shooing because I've been, you know, <laughs> you've been studying. In this. Yeah. And then that was another one where I was just doing a bunch of like small characters here and there. And then there was like one side quest character, um, Evely Sharp Arrow. And oh, like, yeah. Yeah. they really kept bringing her back. And now it's like a huge part of the series. Wow. That's awesome. You are yeah. officially now my favorite guest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. That, that, no, that's impossible. You're just being kind. <laughs> that is really cool though. Thank you for sharing that. Well, and see, I'll show my not nerddom here. Mark takes the, is, oh. is kind of the lead on that for us. So which of your characters is, is a fantastic four character? Mark, which of my characters? <laughs> is that I couldn't tell you. Wait, are what? You thinking, are you thinking of She-Hulk? No, I, I thought one of them, like Andro is Andromeda one of them that you've played? Med no. Medusa. Medusa. Yeah. Medusa. I thought so Medusa was, temporarily. was in, in Fantastic she, Four. Yeah. For, I'm, I'm going by. Oh my I'm gosh, sorry. you guys. I'm nerding out. I'm, I'm going by comic book canon. You tell me. I'm sure you know more than I <laughs> well, do. I'm, I'm so out of that loop. My, my reason for asking is, you know, if they end up doing CGI, because there's going to be a Fantastic Four movie. Right. Yeah. So if Medusa's in it, and I think well, at least what I, I thought I had read that, they, that she might be a villain in the Fantastic Four movie. So oh we're, we're going to lobby for you to play it so that oh, we finally have a connection started. to them. Absolutely. To you. Yeah. We need one. <laughs> let's get this Done. campaign going. I'm sure they're not. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's going to go to like Meryl Streep. <laughs> um, how funny. Because yeah, then you could be the I mean, fourth person like to go to the MCU from Parks and Rec. So I know, unbelievable. I mean, it's, if you're if you're in this business long enough, you know you're gonna right. run into it at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was it like doing uh, the um, American Idiot? I was reading about that the other day, and I remembered that musical. And obviously, really, I'm a Green Day fan, so I really enjoyed the music from that. Um, never yeah. got a chance to see it on Broadway, unfortunately. But what, what was that experience like? Oh, it was, it was awesome. It was, um, I started, uh, you know, so the way that the Broadway shows, a lot of Broadway shows work nowadays is, you know, there are many like workshops, which are just small, like mm. two week events where they kind of like try out the material and stuff. And so as an actor, you're, you know, you want to get in at that phase so that the characters are sort of like built around you and, and mm. God willing, you'll make it all the way to the end. Right. So, um, I started doing workshops and like, it was just such a, it was such a blast it, because it, it was, uh, you know, the whole cast was like under 30. We were, <laughs> you know, we were just like rowdy and partying far too much. And we all just like <laughs> really bonded. So we're a really close cast still. Um, you're lucky if you get, you know, if you're doing a show, if you, if you take one really good friend, you know, it's an instant yeah. family and then everybody has to go their separate ways. And you're lucky if you can stay close to a couple, but like American idiot, like that cast, we're, we're still so tight. It's really lovely. That's great. That's, That's awesome. Great. Like my friend, Joshua Henry, who was in it, he is opening for Diana Ross at oh, the wow. Hollywood bowl next weekend. Wow. And so I'm going to go to that. And like, I just love to see my friends soar. 
That is awesome. The, the other Broadway experience I wanted to ask you about was How to Succeed. That was, uh, that was my oh, last yeah. high school musical. Um, I, I love that show. It, it's kind of dated now, so it's a little hard to watch, the old movies especially. I, you know, yeah. I, I did get a chance to see some excerpts from, from the version you were in, and they, they pretty much kept it true to form. They didn't change a lot, but it somehow didn't feel quite as uh, – not as bad as the movie anyway. So, You know – what as dated as it is, it's so well written, particularly the book. Yeah. So even with the dated references, the comedy is still so still solid. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I just I was like marveling at it the entire time because I was like, it's it's funny is funny. And yeah. it's that is is classic. So even with all the like the secretary jokes yeah. and, and this and that, I, I think that that the director and producers like struck a really nice balance there. Yeah. And then of course with like with like honoring, you know, the time period, like sure. for example, the orchestrations yeah. were kind oh, yeah. of the same and had that fun, like sixties vibe. Right. Yeah. But right. um, then you've got someone so fresh and, and cool as Daniel Radcliffe. And, and so it was just a really nice, nice balance. And I could, I, I, I fell in love with like all the guys who played uh, Finch in that show. They were all just <laughs> really, really cool. But Daniel was such a, pro and like that was another one i did the workshop and uh you know it it was just like a one week reading and i'll admit that uh, after a while on broadway you're kind of like oh this hollywood star wants to come be on broadway you know (laughs) so i was like bring it and and he brought it yeah and then like over the course of a year between the workshop and the production he learned how to dance like a Broadway, like a superstar Broadway dancer. Like I just couldn't believe how hard he worked mm. and how much respect he had for the specific craft mm. of being a stage actor and yeah. the athleticism required oh, yeah. to be a Broadway uh, actor in a long run. So yeah. like so much respect for him. Yeah. Wow. That, and that's a super physical part too. So yeah. yeah. Rob Ashford's choreography is not easy. I, I, he may, I worked with him a couple of times and I'd always be like, Rob, you know, I'm not really a dancer. He's like, uh-huh. Yeah. You're still going to dance. <laughs> and so he would pair me with like the great, his best guys so that they made me look good. They made up for all my shortcomings as a dancer. <laughs> now, were you Smitty all along from, from the workshop on? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that character. I mean, I think, you know, kind of, you know, what we were talking about before, she's a strong female lead character though, right? I mean, the way she's yeah. written. And so it kind of makes up for some of the, the little more antiquated feel of the other stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a, a, a modern woman, uh, you know, if you're going to play Rosemary, the romantic lead, yeah. it's a, it's a tougher sell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that happy yeah. to keep his dinner warm, Yeah. <laughs> you know, eager to be a housewife kind of thing. But I think <laughs> what was great about it is like, even when they were writing it, it was, it was tongue in cheek, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. That gets um, lost sometimes. It was still a satire. Yeah. yeah but yeah. like, I love Smitty. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, with all the hats that you've worn, like we've talked about, is, is there anything that, that now in, in, in today's day and age that you find that you don't, maybe you don't have the time to go back to that you kind of miss mm. that you used to do? Oh, that's a, that's a, I mean, I miss theater. I'd really like to go back and do that again. Um, if the right opportunity comes up, I, you know, Mm -hmm. I moved out here, uh, with my now husband and we wanted to start a family and his family. So there was just a lot of reasons to like move away from 
from New York and that community because I, yeah, it had some other priorities, but I, I, I can't wait until I'm able to, to uh, get back to Broadway and, and back to New York for, even if for a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think though, like I, I just, I've been quite fortunate and this, this on September 2nd, I'm going to plug something. I, um, I, I finally booked, um, a TV mom. So I'm playing the mom in this show life by Ella, which is going to be on Apple TV plus. It's like this nice. very sweet family uh, awesome. show. And, um, so I'm really looking forward to that. That was one of those like bucket list things as a, as an actor to have an on camera TV mom series <laughs> regular gig. So, right. so awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks. How, thanks. how many episodes is that going to be? Do you know yet? 10, 10. Okay. Ten, yeah, that seems to be their number. Willing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, another season. So yeah, that would be great. Hopefully, I don't know how anybody like I don't know how they they're gonna. They have their numbers. They know how many people like are gonna watch it and download it, and we'll never know. But fingers crossed, lots of people do, so we can do it again. Absolutely, <laughs> it's, it's. I've been reading about Apple and their their secretiveness around that. It seems odd, you know, that they're. I don't understand it. I don't know why they don't share those numbers. I, it, I'm sure they have their reasons, but you yeah. Know. They're the yeah, only ones kind of I don't know. It's it's it yeah, it's um, you know, like I didn't even we weren't even really sure what the name of the show was going to mm. be. So, until like right before they announced it. I don't know, that's just the way they work, but I'm not I mean, I'm not complaining, but uh yeah, it is it is wild the whole streaming thing. I think Netflix started kind of yeah. telling some of their numbers, but yeah, we're yeah. in the dark. That's yeah. true. So Ella's the, you, you play Ella's mom, right? And so what's I the play Ella's mom? What's the premise generally of the show? So the premise is Ella is a thirteen-year-old girl who has recovered from cancer, and she's going back to middle school to with a kind of you know a new look on life. Um, and so the show is really a, all about her experience, kind of like letting go, because before uh, her experience, she was a little more timid as a person, mm. a little more afraid. So her, her whole thing when she goes back to school is like, I'm not going to be afraid of anything anymore. So I'm going to seize the day. And it's it's just a really sweet, really um, positive family show. For for an audience, I think that like, there's not a lot of shows for, um, not a lot of wholesome shows for, for kids in that demographic. Yeah. So yeah, oh, that's really good. Yeah. I also saw on your uh, your upcoming uh, resume, uh, Classified? Yeah, Classified was an independent pilot that I did. Oh, okay. Um, right before I started um, Life by Ella. And, and it's been doing really well on the like festival circuit. So basically what it means is it's it, like, it was self-produced by mm. these great guys. And like, now they're just trying to, to find a home for it. But that, that was really, really fun. It, it kind of, tonally did remind me a little bit of a veep or a or a parks and rec mm, so right. um it was about this like this woman who gets who's in the, who finds her dream job um in the cia but then gets fired from the cia and has to like work for a really like dumpy version of it and then it's it's really it's a very funny very funny concept so hopefully that'll come out at some point yeah yeah, I, I, hopefully we can see that somewhere. So yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm working on a podcast. I mean, everybody has a podcast right now, but I'm working on a kids <laughs> podcast that I hope comes out one of these days. It's um, it's basically 
civics for kids. Oh, so, nice. uh, nice. yeah, we're, we're developing that with this really cool company, um, Tinkercast. And they do wow in the world. If you're a parent, you might know it. But. So, yeah, lots of fun things. My daughter's 17 now, so I'm missing out on some of that stuff. So, oh, yeah, you're yeah. not listening to kids' podcasts no, anymore. No, it's funny. <laughs> you, I mean, I bet you could tell me all about like, what shows were on Disney Junior 10 years ago? Oh, yeah, for <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. It was so fast. <laughs> yes, it did. It went by very fast, as a matter of fact. So Aww. is she a senior now? She is. Yeah. So uh. she's uh, looking forward to college next year. And she's already she started her senioritis at the end of her junior year. So it's going to be a oh, tough year. Totally. So yeah. this whole year is just going to be looking at oh, the yeah. watch. Like, why don't we that. phone or whatever? <laughs> whatever <laughs> right. the kids are looking at these days for time. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, true. I have twin 18 year olds. They're, uh, I think, one year ahead of Alan's and so they, they graduated from high school this last spring and they're they're going to college now. So, yeah, kind of a kind of a similar boat. I can oh probably my gosh, tell are you they about still all at the home shows. or are they all living on campus? They're, they're at home right now. I think they're, they're going to be going remotely for a little bit. They're, they're they've kind of got their foot in the in the working world and they're going to oh. kind of go part time just so they kind of get a little bit of experience, which it's, it's, it has its benefits, I think. Just kind of getting sure, used to both yeah. worlds. So, yeah, yeah, I'm happy for them. I'm proud. Oh, that's cool. My, my, I have two boys. They're, they're, they're eight and five. So, so those are good ages. It seems yeah, very far yeah. away, college, but I know it's just around the corner. <laughs> really. It'll, it'll pass like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And boys so and girls cool. are different. My, my, uh, my sister had two boys. So we, we sometimes compare notes and our experiences were a little different. So, <laughs> yeah. I know what you're yeah. into. Yeah. <laughs> that's great but they do they enjoy getting to see you i'm sure that this apple plus show will be something they'll get a chance to watch yeah i think they'll i i wasn't they kind of were like oh whatever my mom's not cool but when i it wasn't until <laughs> boss baby that they oh, were like sure. oh wow like mom's on boss baby because yeah. um they uh did another like uh, a version of the series based on Boss Baby Two. Right, so right. I'm voicing the Amy Sedaris character, Tina. Tina, yeah, um, nice. So, so yeah. Now they think I'm cool. <laughs> oh, big well. City Greens too. They also are big, big uh, City Greens fans. So they were like, "Yeah, my mom's on Big City Greens." Now, is that a Disney show? Am I right about that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, yeah. it's a Disney show. I have a chance funny. to see that one. I want to check it out. That looked funny. The preview I yeah. watched of it. Yeah. So. You know, like the bot, like the right, the writing on Boss Baby and the writing on Big City Greens. I mean, it is so good. You think, oh, it's a cartoon. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's for kids. It's like, no, yeah. there were, there were episodes that I thought were legit as funny as as a Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, just really well, well done. So yeah, I, I agree. Boss, I Boss didn't Boss realize Baby. that until I started doing more animation. That the, there's some really incredible writing yeah. going on. I, I agree. Boss Baby is one of those where I, I would I would watch it with my my kids and I'd think to myself, this is going to be stupid. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is funny. Yeah. Like, right? you know, then I, I start to say, let's watch Boss Baby. <laughs> let's <laughs> turn that on. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of fans of a couple of, you know, the um, Owl House on Disney and then before oh, that. Yeah. Uh, Gravity Falls, and you know, oh, yeah. there's a oh, lot yeah. of sophistication in there for the adults to enjoy, along with the kids. So, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, my boys like Gravity Falls too. I yeah. feel like that's a great show. Big City Greens is sort of in the same vein as as okay. them. Um, yeah, it yeah, felt like so that. Good. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. So, yeah, my Dipper hat's upstairs. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> wow. what are those? Um, 
bobbleheads behind you, which I can't, I've been trying to so, like figure out what. That's all parks. Those are all parks characters. These are all parks. They're those are all parks. Yeah. I'm leaning the wrong oh. way. There's more. So yeah. I love it. Yeah. So. Wow. Wow. And that's I don't cool. really collect anything like that. But when we started the podcast, it's just kind of, I couldn't help it. So. Oh yeah. yeah. It works. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good, it's a good conversation piece too. Cause I've been it like, is. what? <laughs> What's going yeah. on back there? <laughs> Well, Mary, thanks for joining us today. It's been a great conversation. We enjoyed talking to you and I really appreciate Absolutely. you taking the time. Oh, yeah. my pleasure. Thanks for thanks for inviting me. And this this was a lot of fun. And I, I actually, I can't wait to kind of dive into some more of your podcast episodes so I can learn a little bit more about the lore. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we um, we've we've had a great time doing this. It's uh, we're we're starting season five. We just uh, hit about a hundred thousand downloads for us, which for one of the smaller podcasts is pretty good. So we're happy with That's that. That's fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. lots to celebrate oh, this cool. month. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, maybe if you if you want to bring me on again, we could talk about another episode. I would. That would be I'd great. Be well, you've we've got five more episodes, so we might take <laughs> you right. up on that if you're good we, for we it. We may so. take you up on that. All right. Right. And I'll really get a chance to revisit it all. There you go. (laughs) Well, thanks again and uh, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. much. All right. All right. Take care. Be well. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, we're back. Well, Mark, I, I enjoyed that interview a lot, like we always do. I, I know it sounds repetitive, but at the same time, we've been super lucky and we've had great guests. I, I absolutely agree. I was fascinated with how many hats she she wears, um, like if, if uh, how many things she's done. You mentioned puppeteering and yeah. she's done lots of voice acting. She's done improv. Uh, you know, if you go to her her website, which I believe is just maryfaber.com. That's correct. Right, Alan? Yep. Um, and you look at her her resume. I mean, she's just done a slew of stuff. She's a very, very talented woman. Yeah. And, and I know I'm following her on Instagram. You, I think she's at Mary Faber. Uh, I think she just recently did read her website, the site you mentioned. So check it out. I think you'll you'll be fascinated by checking out her entire CV, as we call it now. Yeah. The curriculum uh, Vita Vita something. Vita something or, or, yeah. or resume for short. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Thing. That's what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. We hope you really enjoyed that interview. I know we did, and we're always yeah. so thankful to the guests we get on the show. Um, we're really looking for the next one. We've got that in the works right now, and hopefully we can get that out to you here in a couple of weeks. All right. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, we've uh, we've had quite a good uh, list of uh, interviewees. We have, and we've got quite a few in the hopper that we're uh, making arrangements with right now. So uh, I like to say no end in sight. I, I think that we here at LFP Worldwide Headquarters need to invest in a bigger hopper. I, I would agree. They're going to need a bigger boat. Fair enough. Let's see if yeah, that's yeah. in the budget for uh, next fiscal. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of the creators. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompony.com for more details or to contact us.